Well, another episode. We're back. We are here. So, um, most people probably know we're in the auction business. Yep. Um, we're getting into the time of year where it's super busy for us. Yes. Har harvest busy. sales, um, you know, year-end stuff. So, because of how busy we are, we're going to probably move the podcast to once every two weeks. Yeah. You know, twice a month, um, just to make sure we have good, solid content. And, and if we can, you know, get in here and, and do an extra one here or there, we'll definitely do that. But we'll definitely give it our best shot. But, you know, for now, we'll just go every other week or every two weeks. And, yeah. And uh, like you said, we'll make our content good. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Well, before we get started, um, I'd like to thank DPA Auctions for powering our podcast. Uh, DPA Auctions strive to maintain a true auction experience with the convenience of buying and selling over the internet from anywhere in the world. Please consider how DPA Auctions can help you both as a buyer and a seller benefit from their online auction platform. So thanks to those guys for allowing us to bring this to everybody free of charge and, and uh, giving us some of the resources. That's much appreciated, yeah. that's for sure. So in our last episode, we talked about ways to get youth involved in the agricultural field. Empowering the youth, that's right. Yep. yep, so I think we'll kind of piggyback off that a little bit for this one. You know, one of the things that we touched on was technology. Right. And what young kid or the younger generation does not like technology? Um, and, and there's several different things with technology in the agriculture industry. And even more so in the last few years, stuff has really ramped up. So let's talk a little bit about smart farming and, and some of the things that you can do there. They got, you know, cattle management devices where you can monitor the health of your animal. Um, a lot of those are used in the dairies right. to do that. They have a similar thing for, for crop management devices. It's a a deal that you stick out in the middle of your field and that measures precipitation and temp and you know all that kind of stuff so but what i'm getting at is 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 we're always evolving in this industry you right. know i mean 10 15 years ago gps wasn't even a thing people didn't pay attention to it or you know it wasn't a, a staple like it is now no it, it, you know, 10, 15 years ago, the household devices were, were really coming into play. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we had we had technology for the household. Yep. And now, like you said, we're, we're totally evolving into into it on the uh, farming, yeah. the agriculture industry and and uh, the strides that it's taking, you know, the last few years, like you said, is, is growing. And it's only going to grow more. Yeah. You know, I, I remember, I don't remember exactly when it was, but, you know, my stepdad worked for a, a potato farm and he did a lot of irrigation. And when they got the system set up where they can, they could start and turn off their irrigation system via text, they thought that was just the coolest thing ever because they didn't have to, you know, get up in the middle of the night and go shut it off if something happened to it or whatever. And, and even that's kind of a thing in the past. Now you got apps that you can manage everything and, and you know control the water feed and 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 how much you're putting on and and whatever all from your phone you never have to get off the couch right you know if you really didn't want to right. but one of the things i wanted to get into today is the use of drones now right. that's been a pretty hot topic recently it is um you know people use them for mapping and and that kind of stuff but there was an iowa city-based company um it's uh, uh rentizo i believe is how you pronounce it they this this summer were the, was the were the first Iowa-based applicator 
drone applicator. They, right. they, they got approved. Now they had to jump through some hoops in order to do that because technically. <laughs> who did they have to, they had to jump through hoops with who? The aviation or? Well, it was, it was more so like the Iowa State Board. Um, oh, that regulates and, all that? Yeah, and, okay. and even some of it was aviation because technically they're uh, classified as like a crop duster. Well, oh, okay. all crop dusters have to have seat belts. Oh, that's right. Well, that's how right. do you put a seatbelt on a drone? Right. You know, so they were talking, you know, in their early, when they were first doing this, they would get a toy seatbelt or a fake seatbelt, and they would, you know, attach it to the drone so they could pass it. What did they, what did they belt in? Like a doll or something? <laughs> yeah, I, I have no idea, <laughs> you know, but, um, but it's, it's pretty cool. And now they're actually licensed in Iowa, Nebraska, Wisconsin, and Illinois. And, and their motto is fly and apply easy to use drone crop spraying platform that precisely applies inputs where and when they are needed. Which is, is, is pretty cool to think that, you know, you have this big field, 600 acre field or whatever it may be, um, and you're using a drone to spray with. Um, now there's... Well, what, yeah. one thing I was gonna say, what's really cool is, uh, is with the drones and so forth, um, you know, just about this this whole nation, I shouldn't say ever, just, but just about, you know, we were covered with water, especially, yeah. you know, in the Midwest and so forth, just, just blanketed with water. Yeah. And uh, I know like in Iowa, for instance, um, they've been getting lots of rain. Yeah. And, uh, well, they just you opened know, up I-80 uh, not that long ago. Right. And I-29 not too long yep. ago just opened up. Or I-29, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A few weeks back. And uh, here's a situation, they can't get their bigger equipment into the fields. Yeah. So drones are... Well, and that's, and that's, that's this year particularly has been the year that, that they've needed it, right? Right. You know, and, and what's crazy is the guy said, you know, it can be raining at noon, but we're flying at one, uh, you yeah. know, because it doesn't leave a footprint, right? Right, right. right. It doesn't matter as long as, you know, the soil conditions is, are right to accept, you know, the spray or whatever that they're dropping. It doesn't matter whether it had rained 20 minutes ago or whatever, you right. know, where if you get a big floater or a self-propelled machine, you know, you might get stuck or you might tear stuff up. But then also let's move forward to, to we're in August now, right? Exactly. And there's, a, there's been a lot of farmers that have had troubles with bugs and, and different funguses and that kind of stuff hit their yeah, crops. It's been an awkward year for that, I'll tell you. And it's been hit and miss. It's not, it hasn't been this whole field. It might be, 15 acres in this field, 20 acres in that field, et cetera. So prior, what, what would you do? Well, you, you, you'd spray the whole field, you know? Yeah, but, but you know, you're in, you're in August and, oh, okay. Okay. You, you know, and, and getting a machine in there to do it isn't feasible, you no, know? No. You know, and also the production of getting a big machine in there to only spray 15 or 20 acres or or whatever it may be, or you, you know, you get your local crop duster to come in and, and buzz it, that kind of thing. Well, right. with what these guys are doing, farmers will be able to do that themselves. And that's what's cool. Um, Cause there's, there's a regulation. The one thing that they are regulated by now is the, is the, the drone, if it's over 55 pounds loaded, you have to have a pilot's license to operate it. Uh, let's face it, there's not a whole lot of pilot licensed pilots out there that are going to come fly a drone right you know i mean th there are but it's there's not like there's an abundance well, it's but, not really in the cards form but there's a lot of farmers right a lot of farmers so these guys are their their goal their business model is to make these drones 
55 pounds or less loaded so that any farmer or anybody who works for the farmer are, is able to operate it. So then in that case, you can hop out there in an afternoon, go fly it, do your 13, 14, 15 acres, and, and be done. And what's cool is you think, you know, a drone's pretty small, right? 55 pounds is still not a lot of product when you're, when you're spreading it. No, but, you know, I mean, heck, you know, you can, you know, on average, you can get, what, what, a, what is it, 100 acres a day? Yeah, so they, it's about 13 it, acres an hour. 13 acres an hour. Yep. So, I mean, in your example, I mean, if there's a 15-acre plot or a 20-acre plot where yep. it needs it, you can get that done pretty quickly. Well, and, right. And right. efficiently and effectively. Yeah. So. And, and, you know, they're, they're, one of their, their big deals, too, is, is, is efficiency. And, and their, their end goal is to be able to have this be all automated. You know, like if you're doing 100 acres, they said, depending on the product you're spreading and, and the amount that you're spreading, you could have to reload 60 to 120 times a day, which is kind of cumbersome, right? right you right. know, so that, there, that is a downfall of it. But then again, you're doing it yourself. You're cutting out the, the, the person that you're going to have to hire to come in and do it. So you're more efficient still as a business in that situation. But one of their, their main goals is to have an automated filling system. Now they're still working on that. Well, right. And, uh, you know, that, that brings me to a point, you know, I mean, we have the automation and technology and vehicles. We have yeah. self-driving vehicles. Yeah. I rode in one the other day and it was awesome. Yeah. You know, would I do it? I don't know, you know, but it was awesome. Um, so, I mean, they have, like I said, the technology is there. So the way it sounds, they're going to apply this technology to the drones as well for yeah. self-filling. Yeah, yeah and that's what they wanted to do because the, the, the end goal is for it to be all automated, right? So you basically go in, you set your drone, it starts flying, and, and, and you can do that by mapping your, your fields via satellite imagery, that kind of stuff. So, so essentially, you'd be able to go in, start it, it starts spraying, and you walk away and it does it all by itself. Sweet so if they can develop a situation or a, a system in where it can land back in the same spot, which most drones you can program to do that, and then have an autofill system and then pick back up and continue. That's, that's the end goal. And think about that, how efficient that would be because you're freeing up a man, you know, you can literally set it, leave, go fix fence or go check irrigation or, or whatever and come back. You don't have to have an actual operator there doing that. That saves a lot of time, a lot of money. Yeah. And, and like you said, it's, it's efficient. Well, and, and efficiency is key with, with everything that is, that is going on these days with, with crop pr prices struggling, you know, finding people to work for you at times can even be struggling to find, you know, good labor or somebody that can run a, a machine and, you know, if you can free up that person to become more efficient, you're going to make more money in in your products right. and 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 in what you're producing. Right. Exactly. You know? So um, hopefully that that really takes off. I think that's a cool cool option for for farmers to have and and to be able to run it themselves. You know, which is which is cool as well. Yeah, I think it's awesome. So um, let's talk a little bit about some of the crop management things. We we touched on it a little bit when we started this. Um, so it's a, 
sits on a rod, it's a sensor, and it can basically survey your field and tell you, you know, this plant has this, this type of precipitation and we need more of this in the, in the crop health. What, what kind of benefits do you think there are there? Well, I just think uh, what 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 that really comes down to is is again the efficiency yeah. word, and uh, how you're able to measure that. You know, it's going to come down to measurement, and and ultimately, it's going to find out, diagnose basically yeah. diagnose what the issue is, yeah, and better identify um, what to use for that solution, right, and and how much and and what areas so i mean it's just going to be you know smart farming and using this technology yeah. i think is incredible well and how much how much time do you think the average farmer spends going out checking their crops you know and, and looking at them i mean uh, boy i'll tell you what we'll we'll have to get a couple farmers on board and, and ask them that question but we but, hear but it it's all a the lot. time it's yeah. a lot yeah i went and checked the crops today or went and looked at that and to check this 80 over here and the quarter over there you know, so, and, and a lot of these guys, you know, their fields might be five, six, seven miles apart. So they're running from spot to spot to spot to spot, where here they could pull it up on their phone or their iPad or tablet or whatever it may be, and they could check it. Now, are they still gonna wanna go look at it? Absolutely, because well, you're, you're, you're going to, but, but you don't have to put that much priority into it because right. you're reading the data. But in terms of time and money and so forth, I mean, formalize it for, for a second, Mr. Chris. Yeah. For, for what, I, what I'm saying by formulize it is if you, the farmer, mm -hmm. let's say you're the farmer and you're going out to check your 80 or 120 or whatever yeah. it may be and so forth, and you're, let's, let's say you take a day or two to check out all your crops and, and check the irrigation and so forth. But if you put that to time and money, Think about what other time can be spent on something else. That could be yeah. money, uh, a money-making opportunity yeah. for that individual right. or for well, that business. Well, and and we, we've talked before about farmers diversifying what they do. You know, there's a lot of farmers who run cattle, you know, and... And they obviously offer cattle management devices cattle as well. Cattle management devices, definitely. And ba basically what that is, that's a collar that goes around the, the, the cow, and it can measure the, the, the temperature of the cattle, the activity level, um, the overall health. Disease, yes. And, and disease, that kind of stuff. It prevents them from spreading disease to other. It's, it's, yeah. it's amazing. Well, and, and, and you're able to not only measure that particular cat, cattle's, cow's health, you can also measure your whole herd, right? right? If, if you have it set up that way. And again, you're being more efficient. So here, you can, instead of spending 50% of the time doing this and 50% of the time doing that, you have these, these things in, in place that allow you to still focus on them. You're still monitoring them, but again, frees up time to, to maybe take on another three or 400 acres of farm ground or bring in another 75, 80 head of cattle or whatever it may be. Well, right, and you brought up the word herd and, and you know, what this helps do is literally you don't have to per se pay attention to that whole herd. You yeah. can individualize a cow yeah. or two or three yeah. and, and uh, move them to another area yeah. and treat them. Right. 
Well, yeah, and, and so you're not treating the whole herd, right? It's, it's just cost effective, right? Well, and, and the nice thing is, if you're raising like beef stock or whatever, and you, and you have this one, you know, particular animal that's not putting on the weight or you know whatever, it's going to tell you what its deficiencies is. Exactly. You know, and 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 you'll be able to catch it ahead of time, instead of having to wait and vaccinate later because it's sick or you know something like that. You're going to know that ahead of time, so you can take a proactive approach instead of a reactive approach. You know, which is is That's only going to help. That's yeah, it's very key. Yeah. yeah. So um, we'd mentioned earlier in the podcast, things are busy this time of year for yeah. us. Um, I know we got some some auctions coming up uh, here on September what tenth and the twenty fourth. Tenth and and actually it's turned into another two day sale. So it's that makes what our last three four sales two day, all two day sales three or four in a row yeah. you know so yeah. which is which is good people are buying people are out there spending money replacing older equipment that they have what are what are some of the stuff that that you're seeing come across the sale here in the, in the most recent weeks that people are, are looking to move well i'll tell you what uh we have these uh you know the the pre-harvest sales for yeah. instance uh we're seeing abundance of combines come across yeah. now um you know, it's it's uh, so we're seeing that we're seeing seed equipment move. Uh, there's a bunch of seed equipment coming up on the tenth. Uh, you know, it's an inventory reduction sale, and yeah. and uh, so we're seeing that we're seeing tractors move yet. Um, so well, now, what, what kind of tractors are you seeing? Is it the lower horsepower, higher horsepower, a good mix? Kind of a mix, you know, kind of a kind of the mid range, and then we're seeing some bigger horsepower tractors come into play too. But yeah. uh, you know, um, I know you 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 take on a lot of tractors. That's yeah. part of your forte. So well, I, I primarily work with a lot of the guys down south, um, and they're you know either cotton or big row crop type stuff. I got a really nice uh, 9770 um, STS combine that's coming up on the 10th um, from Rouse Enterprises um, at Potts Camp, Mississippi. And it's, a, it's, it's clean as a whistle. It's a really, really nice piece. And we've had some bigger tractors, some 8Rs, that well, kind of stuff that are, that are coming up as well. You got a 9510R coming up. Yep. Um, yeah, triples. Triples. And that's out of Texas, isn't that's it? That's out of Texas, what, yeah. 18, 1900 hours 1900 on it? 1900 hours, yeah. Perfect, so, perfect tractor. Perfect fit. Boy, I'll tell yeah. you what, that, that has a lot of life on it. Is, is there anything that has hit the auction in the last few few auctions that, that you've seen that just like, wow, that was crazy, it broke the bank, or you know, did really, really well that, that you weren't anticipating? Well, I think uh, um, there was a tractor. Um, I think it was one of yours. Why don't you? That John Deere seventy was a seventy-eight ten. That that really. Uh, I, I guess we're seeing certain trends. Yeah. Um, well, any any hundred and fifty to two hundred horsepower tractor I've seen lately has gone through the roof. You know. I think ultimately what we're seeing in the market is more of a need-based buyer situation, yeah. Yeah. and and uh, and uh, you know the seller needs as well. So um, if 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 the if the product is needed, um, you're going to have buyers. Yeah, so absolutely. More than a surplus. Yep. Of, of yeah. Things. Yep. So. Sounds good. Well, let's wrap it up here, and I know we got a bunch of stuff to do and get some stuff marketed and 
get ready for our next couple auctions. So sounds great. Thanks for uh, thanks for giving me some more time. Appreciate it, and 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 I love love our time together on this on this cast. Yep, absolutely. All right, take All care. Right, you bet. Well, another episode. We're we, back. We are here. So um, most people probably know we're in the auction business. Yep. Um, we're getting into the time of year where it's super busy for us. Yes. Har harvest busy. sales, um, you know, year-end stuff. So because of how busy we are, we're going to probably move the podcast to once every two weeks. Yeah. You know, twice a month um, just to make sure we have good, solid content. And, and if we can, you know, get in here and, and do an extra one here or there, we'll definitely do that. But We'll definitely give it our best shot. But, you know, for now, we'll just go every other week or every two weeks. And, yeah. And uh, like you said, we'll make our content good. Yeah, absolutely. Well, before we get started, um, I'd like to thank DPA Auctions for powering our podcast. Uh, DPA Auctions strive to maintain a true auction experience with the convenience of buying and selling over the internet from anywhere in the world. Please consider how DPA Auctions can help you both as a buyer and a seller benefit from their online auction platform. So thanks to those guys for allowing us to bring this to everybody free of charge and, and uh, giving us some of the resources. That's much appreciated, yeah. that's for sure. So in our last episode, we talked about ways to get youth involved in the agricultural field. Empowering the youth, that's right. Yep. yep. So I think we'll kind of piggyback off that a little bit for this one. You know, one of the things that we touched on was technology. Right. And what young kid or the younger generation does not like technology? Um, and, and there's several different things with technology in the agriculture industry. And even more so in the last few years, stuff has really ramped up. So let's talk a little bit about smart farming and, and some of the things that you can do there. They got, you know, cattle management devices where you can monitor the health of your animal. Um, a lot of those are used in the dairies right. to do that. They have a similar thing for, for crop management devices. It's a a deal that you stick out in the middle of your field and that measures precipitation and temp and you know all that kind of stuff so but what i'm getting at is 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 we're always evolving in this industry you right. know i mean 10 15 years ago gps wasn't even a thing people didn't pay attention to it or you know it wasn't a, a staple like it is now no it, it, you know, 10, 15 years ago, the household devices were, were really coming into play. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we had we had technology for the household. Yep. And now, like you said, we're, we're totally evolving into into it on the uh, farming, yeah. the agriculture industry and and uh, the strides that it's taking, you know, the last few years, like you said, is, is growing. And it's only going to grow more. Yeah. You know, I, I remember, I don't remember exactly when it was, but, you know, my stepdad worked for a potato farm and he did a lot of irrigation. And when they got the system set up where they can, they could start and turn off their irrigation system via text, they thought that was just the coolest thing ever because they didn't have to, you know, get up in the middle of the night and go shut it off if something happened to it or whatever. And, and even that's kind of a thing in the past. Now you got apps that you can manage everything and, and you know control the water feed and, and and how much you're putting on and and whatever all from your phone you never have to get off the couch right you know if you really didn't want to right. but one of the things i wanted to get into today is the use of drones now right. that's been a pretty hot topic recently it is um you know people use them for mapping and and that kind of stuff but there was an iowa city-based company um it's uh, uh rentizo i believe is how you pronounce it 
they this this summer were the, was the were the first Iowa-based applicator drone applicator. They, right. they they got approved. Now they had to jump through some hoops in order to do that because technically, <laughs> who did they have to? They had to jump through hoops with who? The aviation or? Well, it was it was more so like the Iowa State Board. Um, oh, that regulates and, all that? Yeah, and, okay. and even some of it was aviation because technically they're uh, classified as like a crop duster. Well, oh, okay. all crop dusters have to have seat belts. Oh, that's right. That's well, right. how do you put a seat belt on a drone? Right. You know, so they were talking, you know, in their early, when they were first doing this, they would get a toy seat belt or a fake seat belt and they would, you know, attach it to the drone so they could pass it. What did they, what did they belt in? Like a doll or something? <laughs> yeah, I, I have no idea, <laughs> you know, but, um, but it's, it's pretty cool. And now they're actually licensed in Iowa, Nebraska, Wisconsin, and Illinois. Mm. And, and their motto is fly and apply. Easy to use drone crop spraying platform that precisely applies inputs where and when they are needed. Which is, <laughs> is, is pretty cool to think that, you know, you have this big field, 600 acre field or whatever it may be, um, and you're using a drone to spray with. Um, now there's... Well, what, yeah. one thing I was going to say, what's really cool is, uh, is with the drones and so forth, um, you know, just about this, this whole nation, I shouldn't say ever, just, but just about, you know, we were covered with water, especially, yeah. you know, in the Midwest and so forth, just, just blanketed with water. Yeah. And uh, I know like in Iowa, for instance, um, they've been getting lots of rain. Yeah. And, uh, well, they just you opened know, up I-80 not that long ago. Right. And I-29 not too long yep. ago just opened up. Or I-29, yeah. 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 A few weeks back. And uh, here's the situation. They can't get their bigger equipment into the fields. Yeah. So drones are... Well, and that's, and that's that's this year particularly has been the year that that they've needed it, right? Right. You know, and, and what's crazy is the guy said, you know, it can be raining at noon, but we're flying at one, uh, you yeah. know, because it doesn't leave a footprint, right? Right, right. It doesn't matter as long as you know, the soil conditions is, are right to accept you know, the spray or whatever that they're dropping. It doesn't matter whether it had rained 20 minutes ago or whatever, you right. know, where if you get a big floater or a self-propelled machine, you know, you might get stuck or you might tear stuff up. But then also let's move forward to, to we're in August now, right? Exactly. And there's, a, there's been a lot of farmers that have had troubles with bugs and, and different funguses and that kind of stuff hit their yeah, crops. It's been an awkward year for that, I'll tell you. And it's been hit and miss. It's not, it hasn't been this whole field. It might be 15 acres in this field, 20 acres in that field, et cetera. So prior, what, what would you do? Well, you, you, you'd spray the whole field, you know? Yeah, but, but you know, you're in, you're in August and, oh, okay. Okay. You, you know, and, and getting a machine in there to do it isn't feasible, you no, know? No. You know, and also the production of getting a big machine in there to only spray 15 or 20 acres or, or whatever it may be. Or you, you know, you get your local crop duster to come in and, and buzz it, that kind of thing. Well, right. with what these guys are doing, farmers will be able to do that themselves. And that's what's cool. Because um, there's, there's a regulation. The one thing that they are regulated by now is, the, is the, the drone, if it's over 55 pounds loaded, you have to have a pilot's license to operate it. Uh, let's face it, there's not a whole lot of pilot, licensed pilots out there that are gonna come fly a drone. Right. You know, I mean, th there are, but it's, it's not like there's an abundance. It's but, not really in the cards for them. 
but there's a lot of farmers, right? A lot of farmers. So these guys are, their, their goal, their business model is to make these drones 55 pounds or less loaded so that any farmer or anybody who works for the farmer are, is able to operate it. So then in that case, you can hop out there in an afternoon, go fly it, do your 13, 14, 15 acres, and, and be done. And what's cool is you think, you know, a drone's pretty small, right? 55 pounds is still not a lot of product when you're, when you're spreading it. No, but, you know, I mean, heck, you know, you can, you know, on average, you can get, what, what, what is it, 100 acres a day? Yeah, so it's about 13 it, acres an hour. 13 acres an hour. Yep. So, I mean, in your example, I mean, if there's a 15-acre plot or a 20-acre plot where yep. it needs it, you can get that done pretty quickly. Well, and, right. And right. efficiently and effectively. Yeah. So. And, and, you know, they're, they're, one of their, their big deals, too, is, is, is efficiency. And, and their, their end goal is to be able to have this be all automated. You know, like if you're doing 100 acres, they said, depending on the product you're spreading and, and the amount that you're spreading, you could have to reload 60 to 120 times a day, which is kind of cumbersome, right? right you right. know, so that, there, that is a downfall of it. But then again, you're doing it yourself. You're cutting out the, the, the person that you're going to have to hire to come in and do it. So you're more efficient still as a business in that situation. But one of their, their main goals is to have an automated filling system. Now they're still working on that. Well, right. And, uh, you know, that, that brings me to a point. You know, I mean, we have the automation and technology and vehicles. We have yeah. self-driving vehicles. Yeah. I rode in one the other day and it was awesome. Yeah. You know, would I do it? I don't know, you know, but it was awesome. Um, so, I mean, they have, like I said, the technology is there. So the way it sounds, they're going to apply this technology to the drones as well for yeah. self-filling. Yeah, yeah and that's what they wanted to do because the, the, the end goal is for it to be all automated, right? So you basically go in, you set your drone, it starts flying, and, and, and you can do that by mapping your, your fields via satellite imagery, that kind of stuff. So, so essentially, you'd be able to go in, start it, it starts spraying, and you walk away and it does it all by itself. Sweet so if they can develop a situation or a, a system in where it can land back in the same spot, which most drones you can program to do that, and then have an autofill system and then pick back up and continue. That's, that's the end goal. And think about that, how efficient that would be because you're freeing up a man, you know, you can literally set it, leave, go fix fence or go check irrigation or, or whatever and come back. You don't have to have an actual operator there doing that. That saves a lot of time, a lot of money. Yeah. And, and like you said, it's, it's efficient. Well, and, and efficiency is key with, with everything that is, that is going on these days with, with crop pr prices struggling, you know, finding people to work for you at times can even be struggling to find, you know, good labor or somebody that can run a, a machine and, you know, if you can free up that person to become more efficient, you're going to make more money in in your products right. and 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 what, and what you're producing. Right. Exactly. You know? So um, hopefully that that really takes off. I think that's a cool cool option for for farmers to have and and to be able to run it themselves. You know, which is which is cool as well. Yeah, I think it's awesome. So um, let's talk a little bit about 
some of the crop management things. We, we touched on it a little bit when we started this. Um, so it sits on a rod, it's a sensor, and it can basically survey your field and tell you, you know, this plant has this, this type of precipitation and we need more of this and the, and the crop health. What, what kind of benefits do you think there are there? Well, I just think uh, what, what, what that really comes down to is, is again, the efficiency yeah. word. And uh, how you're able to measure that, you know, it's going to come down to measurement. And, and ultimately, it's going to find out, diagnose, basically yeah. diagnose what the issue is. Yeah. And better identify um, what to use for that solution. Right. And, and how much and and what areas so i mean it's just going to be you know smart farming and using this technology yeah. i think is incredible well and how much how much time do you think the average farmer spends going out checking their crops you know and, and looking at them i mean uh, boy i'll tell you what we'll we'll have to get a couple farmers on board and, and ask them that question but we but, hear but it it's all a the lot. time it's yeah. a lot yeah i went and checked the crops today i went and looked at that and to check this 80 over here and the quarter over there you know, so, and, and a lot of these guys, you know, their fields might be five, six, seven miles apart. So they're running from spot to spot to spot to spot, where here they could pull it up on their phone or their iPad or tablet or whatever it may be, and they could check it. Now, are they still gonna wanna go look at it? Absolutely, because well, you're, you're, you're going to, but, but you don't have to put that much priority into it because right. you're reading the data. But in terms of time and money and so forth, I mean, formalize it for, for a second, Mr. Chris. Yeah. For, for what, I, what I'm saying by formalizing it is if you, the farmer, mm -hmm. let's say you're the farmer and you're going out to check your 80 or 120 or whatever yeah. it may be and so forth, and you're, let's, let's say you take a day or two to check out all your crops and, and check the irrigation and so forth. But if you put that to time and money, Think about what other time can be spent on something else. That could be yeah. money, uh, a money-making opportunity yeah. for that individual right. or well, for that business. Well, and and we, we've talked before about farmers diversifying what they do. You know, there's a lot of farmers who run cattle, you know, and... And they obviously offer cattle management devices cattle as well. Cattle management devices, definitely. And ba basically what that is, that's a caller that goes around the, the, the cow and it can measure the, the, the temperature of the cattle, the activity level, um, the overall health. Disease, yes. And, and disease, that kind of stuff. It prevents them from spreading disease to other. It's, it's, yeah. it's amazing. Well, and, and, and you're able to not only measure that particular cat, cattle's, cow's health, you can also measure your whole herd, right? right? If, if you have it set up that way. And again, you're being more efficient. So here, you can, instead of spending 50% of the time doing this and 50% of the time doing that, you have these, these things in, in place that allow you to still focus on them. You're still monitoring them, but it, again, frees up time to, to maybe take on another three or 400 acres of farm ground or bring in another 75, 80 head of cattle or whatever it may be. Well, right, and you brought up the word herd and, and you know, what this helps do is literally you don't have to per se pay attention to that whole herd. You yep. can individualize a cow yep. or two or three yep. 
and and uh, move them to another area. Yeah. And treat them. Right. Well, yeah. And, and so you're not treating the whole herd. Right. It's, it's just cost effective. Right. Well, and, and the nice thing is, if you're raising like beef stock or whatever, and you and you have this one, you know, particular animal that's not putting on the weight or you know whatever, it's going to tell you what its deficiencies is. Exactly. You know, and 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 you'll be able to catch it ahead of time instead of having to wait and vaccinate later because it's sick or you know something like that you're going to know that ahead of time so you can take a proactive approach instead of a reactive approach you know which is is that's only going to help that's yeah it's very key yeah. yeah so um we'd mentioned earlier in the podcast things are busy this time of year for yeah. us um i know we got some some auctions coming up uh here on september what 10th and the 24th 10th and and actually it's turned into another two-day sale so it's that makes tenth and what our last three four sales two day, all two-day sales three or four in a row yeah. you know so yeah. which is which is good people are buying people are out there spending money replacing older equipment that they have what are what are some of the stuff that that you're seeing come across the sale here in the, in the most recent weeks that people are, are looking to move well i'll tell you what uh we have these uh you know the the pre-harvest sales for yeah. instance uh we're seeing abundance of combines come across yeah. now um you know it's it's uh so we're seeing that we're seeing seed equipment move uh there's a bunch of seed equipment coming up on the 10th uh you know it's an inventory reduction sale and yeah. and uh so we're seeing that we're seeing tractors move yet um so well, now what, what kind of tractors are you seeing is it the lower horsepower higher horsepower a good mix kind of a mix you know kind of a kind of the mid-range and then we're seeing some bigger horsepower tractors come into play too but yeah. uh you know um i know you 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 take on a lot of tractors that's yeah. part of your forte so well i i primarily work with a lot of the guys down south um and they're you know either cotton or big row crop type stuff i got a really nice uh 97 70 um, STS combine that's coming up on the 10th um, from Rouse Enterprises um, at Potts Camp, Mississippi, and it's a, it's it's clean as a whistle. It's a really really nice piece, and we've had some bigger tractors, some 8Rs, that well, kind of stuff that are that are coming up as well. You got a 9510R coming up. Yep. Um, yeah, triples. Triples. And that's out of Texas, isn't that's it? Out of Texas. What, yeah. 18, 1900 hours. 1900 on it? hours. Yeah. Perfect. So, perfect tractor. Perfect fit. Boy, I'll tell yeah. you what, that that has a lot of life on it. Is, is there anything that has hit the auction in the last few few auctions that, that you've seen that just like, wow, that was crazy, it broke the bank, or you know, did really, really well that, that you weren't anticipating? Well, I think uh, um, there was a tractor. Um, I think it was one of yours. Why don't you? That John Deere 70, was it 7810? That that really uh I, I guess we're seeing certain trends yeah um, well in, any any 150 to 200 horsepower tractor i've seen late, lately has gone through the rough you know i think ultimately what we're seeing in the market is more of a need-based buyer situation yeah, yeah. and and uh, and uh you know the seller needs as well so um if 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 the if the product is needed um, you're gonna have buyers. Yeah, so absolutely. More than a surplus. Yep. Of, of yeah. Things. Yep. So. Sounds good. Well, let's wrap it up here, and I know we got a bunch of stuff to do, and get some stuff marketed, and 
get ready for our next couple auctions. So sounds great. Thanks for uh, thanks for giving me some more time. It and 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 I love love our time together on this on this cast. Yep, absolutely. All right, take All care. Right, you bet.